on the Andy and Amanda show. And you can join us by dialing 515-605-9888. You can also email the show at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts, comments, suggestions, questions. If you want to be a guest or know of somebody who might just let us know, and we'll see what we might be able to do. And uh, this is the Friday show. Uh, my name is Andy Kimball. Waiting for Amanda. Love to join us. As I was saying earlier, we have it. A glitch on the online. This is an internet talk radio show streaming to 28 countries now around the world, and you never know what could uh, hiccup any any moment, which we've of course experienced over the past couple of years every once in a while. But one of those things online, and one of those things on the internet that you just have to kind of grin and bear. Anyway, our guest today is Michael Tinholm, who has been on the show. I guess it was about um, a little over a month ago or so. An amazing, very accomplished and talented singer songwriter, inspired by David Bowie and kind of has that kind of flavor and feel to his music. If you heard this guy play, what you got to do. And what we're going to do now uh, is talk about a new release that Michael has. And he's going to talk about what that release is. It's not only a record, but it is a all yours. Michael, what are we, what are we talking about today? Well, I just released my uh, uh, single that's getting a lot of uh, kind thoughts around the world. Uh, it was a song written by, uh, Mike Garson and uh, Grammy winner Nina Freelong. It's called Lullaby for Our Daughters. And uh, and it was initially was going to be released uh, as a song for International Women's Day to celebrate that. We recorded over two years ago. Uh, but it's kind of gotten recognized as kind of a song for peace. And it's getting some solid airplay around the world. So I'm really happy about that. Yep. So what, let me ask you a question. I just, I just lost you the last little part of that, though. You have a video. Is that is that right? Yeah, it just came out. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. the day before yesterday or something like that. Well, good, good. Oh, I see Amanda. Let me see if I can plug her in here. I know that she was. Hello, Amanda. Oh, you with us? I don't know. We we have some kind of internet glitch. I don't know what we've had it before. Who who knows? I have no idea. Oh, it's a freaky Friday. It's <laughs> freaky Friday. Someone stop. Pe- pre- someone stop peddling. <laughs> really? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so carry on, guys. Um, don't let me stop you from what you were just talking about. No, no, we'd ra- we'd rather hear you. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's um in, in all the craziness. Um, I was asking um Michael how he was doing. He said he was doing great. And um, what he's been up to recently since we we last spoke, since he was last on the show. Well, yes. uh, like I told, I, just telling Andy that I just released a lullaby for her daughters. But I also just before that, I think uh, uh, you guys played it on your. On your show, I released a rock single called "I Don't Want to Cry for You Anymore." That uh, also is getting a lot of airplay out there, which I'm oh, really happy about. Oh, that's, that's great a, news! That, that, and that's so, so anyway, yeah, I'm just uh, working my butt off. Although there's still oh. a lot of it left, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! How, how about yeah. you, Andy? Are you getting out there and gigging? What you left? I heard you I, I am a bit. Yeah, I actually am a bit. It's a great, it's a great, it's great to be out, you know. And you can quote me on this. The uh, the one thing I love to see in the audience is um, actually people. You know, that's still my favorite thing to see. And in the on the crowd is people. And and, uh, and we're starting to get some more people coming out. It was a little thin earlier, you know, but and uh, now it seems like yeah. things are. There's festivals happening now. We had the Cape Wolf Festival happening. Um, 
in July. I think it is up in Northern California with some amazing, amazing singer-songwriters. We have the Philadelphia Folk Festival happening. We have the Newport Folk Festival. We have the Jacksonville Folk Festival. And um, it, it's great. It's really, really terrific that, uh, that you know, things are kind of uh, getting out there to some some degree of normalcy. Uh, and most of the festivals, um, or some of them, not most of them, but I don't know all of them, obviously, but um, performers and attendees alike have to show proof of vaccination, although masks are not required anymore, and uh, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. And, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I, th- I think... I think this whole COVID thing is is just going to be a way of life now, and I think this the actual um, virus itself, the spike the spike protein virus that causes this thing, has done so many migrations and the evolutions and tumbled and twists to the point now where those who even have been vaccinated, even though some who haven't, who get like these latest strains, the symptoms are like having a cold. And I think that's yeah. what this, yeah. this thing's going to, you know, it could, you know, be some exceptions. Of course, you know, people die of the flu, you know. But I, I think, I think that this thing's going to be uh, just like a, almost like a cold thing. And uh, you know, you don't, you don't wear masks and get shots for a cold. This isn't a cold. I know it, but, but I think the symptoms are, are going to be kind of compared to that, um, uh, and hopefully so. Hopefully, it's behind yeah. us. And as a, and as an artist and performing musician, God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Oh. I just uh Well, you know, there's a good thing. People actually go to your shows, Andy? <laughs> no. Nobody I don't blame them. As a matter of fact, um yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, they pay not to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I usually have three people so, show up for for mine, which is me, my half and I. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, I've been there. <laughs> Yeah, I focus now more on. Uh, I used I used to tour and play ticketed uh, listening rooms and venues all over the place uh, quite a bit, and then I started playing larger community events and festivals and and art festivals and the special events and conferences, you know, professional conferences and trade shows uh, that I get hired to play um, in front of larger audiences and make more money and play less. And that's that's I enjoy playing. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I live I live for being on stage. That's that's you know more comfortable there than anywhere really, but um but the but the touring thing and the playing the, the folk clubs and the circuits you know going around to these little towns and places and cities uh, yeah. one day after another um, just after a while just kind of you get kind of you, some some nights you don't feel like going to work and playing and yeah. and it's not fair to the audience let alone let alone to myself just you know so I I stopped playing as much I was doing 200 shows a year for a while there and uh, I guess you know. Not now. I'm down the. Wow. Well, hey, <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I hope I can take over for you because I want to do 200 shows a year. I can't wait Man. to get out there. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, you know, I think I forget if we talked or not, but but you know, I was at the NAM conference, so I, I played uh, there for Taylor Guitars. I, I went in on Saturday. At, I picked up a guitar at 9:30 in the morning, and I have no idea. What, you know, I get on stage and play. I've done an hour and a half to two and a half hour show nonstop. I, I don't know. But I picked up the guitar at 9.30 in the morning at Taylor, and there's a huge, huge hall, gigantic, um, with hundreds of guitars. And I stopped playing at a quarter three that afternoon. I didn't. I had no idea how much time. I knew it was a while, obviously, but after I put the guitar down, the Taylor guys came over and they said, uh, you know, you started playing at 9.30. You've been playing for four and a half hours. And they took the guitar from me, changed the strings, well, <laughs> but, I, but I played... I played for four and a half hours at Taylor on on Saturday. Yeah, it was it was um, 
you know, people came over and asked questions about guitars and playing and songwriting and all that. So it was kind of like a, that was fun to, to talk to people and people who'd, who'd known me or seen me or heard my name and, and, um, you know, come up and meet, you know, and, and get together and hang out at Taylor, of which I'm a partner with, um, you know, they partner yeah. in my career. And I play with the guitars uh, aside from I didn't Taylor as well. Theater. How was NAM? Was it busy? It or? was, it, it was very busy. It was scaled down. There was no, you know, Gibson Guitars wasn't there. Guild wasn't there. Uh, Martin was, Taylor was obviously, uh, Collings, uh, Santa Cruz, you know, some of the higher end, uh, yeah. luthiers were not there. They still had the guitar emporium with all like the, you know, the, the, the one and two ofs that would be in Luther. Yeah. They make just a handful of guitars a year. They had that tent there. There was a bunch of DJ, uh, booths. You know, people with, you hmm. know, moving, moving records and needles back and forth. You know how they do that DJ thing. Um, those, that mm-hmm. was a popular thing. A lot of pro audio. Uh, Presonus wasn't there, of which I'm a, an advocate of. Oh, um, that's a shame. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they weren't there. Um, actually, you know, a lot of people weren't there, but but a lot of people were. There are 350 exhibitors, and well, uh, and yeah. the concerts they have that big were great. Stage? Yeah, they, well, they the big, yeah the big, big stage. The yeah, yeah. Although they didn't have the prominent acts as they had the last time, they had the Nam show. Which was 19, I think, 2019. Uh, on Saturday night, they had Loggins and Messina, Tower of Power, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all in one night. You know, all in one night. Yeah, I think I and, uh, Yeah, and this year they had, um, I, I don't know, um, you're just, I don't know. I'm sure it was, I didn't pay much attention. But the bands at, at, the, at the, you know, they had the two big hotels uh, across from each other, separated by a plaza where a big stage is. And they had, um, you know, in the lobbies of those hotels, the bands rotate, you know, the bands from all the country rotating all night long. Do you remember, um, do you remember Iron Butterfly um, and, and the guy of who course. wrote uh, uh, Fly, or is it Ride, Captain Ride, Aboard Your Mystery Ship? Da, 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 what, I forget that song. Um, that guy, he was there with a band called Legends, the drummer from Moody Blues and this guy and, you know, like, like everybody on stage was from, from famous band and they were, they were amazing. They also had uh, a band called the Ragdolls, uh, who I got, uh, I got to know. It's an all-women's band, uh, tribute to Aerosmith, and they were incredible. And I'm, wow. I'm not into heavy huh. rock and roll and he- heavy metal. That's not my thing. Um, but given, given that, um, they were amazing. And um, it's really funny because I met the, uh, the husband of the lead guitar player. We, we got to play, and he's a singer-songwriter as well. And the lead guitar player... Um, you know, this woman, and she's still going to be a guest on our show, by the way. Uh, they're going to have the band oh. on. Um, yeah, they're touring I'm, all over the place, and they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing a great job. They're, they're going to be guests on our show. There used to be a Morton Steakhouse right down the street from the NAMM show. I would go there. It closed. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I think, yeah, Morton's oh. is no longer because of the uh, are, are pandemic. You- yeah. Uh, I remember Morton's in Philadelphia where I lived. There was a Morton's in downtown Philadelphia ste- Steakhouse. I, I I couldn't. I, I ate so little red meat that I don't. I, I look back. I'm thinking, how did I do that? But but uh, but boy, I'll tell you. I remember going to Morton's in Philadelphia, and uh, and man, was it good. There's also a Ruth Chris Steakhouse there. I'm here in, in in L.A. too. A couple of them, I think. Um, yeah, I love. But yeah, I, 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 I'll eat a. Yeah, did you ever do, uh, Michael, you live uh, uh, here in L.A., did you ever go to a place called Slater's 50-50 Burger in Pasadena? No, I don't think I ever have. Mm, mm, mm. We were talking about it in the last show. 
Uh, really, really good. We got to do it. We us, we got we got to get together. We'll go to Slater's. Right. Man, have you ever been to Baroni's Pizza in the San Fernando Valley? Nope. Tell me. Oh, you got to go really there. good. They fill All right, we'll do that. They filled Fast Time at the Ridgemont High there, a scene from Fast Time at Ridgemont oh, High. Oh, really? Is that oh, right? Yeah. Wow. It was a cool little hang. Yeah. Wow. I just that know that after sweet. this show, I'm going to be, like, raiding the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were started talking about, yeah, we started talking food the last show. We started talking about Irish pubs and all the food they have in London and the, the hangouts and uh, and I... Yeah, you know, uh, didn't I, Amanda? I sent you pictures. I went to an, uh, an Irish pub. I forget what it was even called. Certainly did. Right? We, yeah. I got me so hungry. I went. I went out, and got fish and chips and a beer. Watched the Dodgers Angels game just by myself, and uh, I was happy oh, to so play. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! It is though. It's the thing, isn't it? Like I said on the previous show, that you hear somebody talking about all these wonderful foods. And if you see somebody eat something on movies or TV or a cooking show or whatever it is, then you're just like, huh, yeah, I, I could eat that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the builds Pretty up nice. and the builds You start obsessing about it. And it's like, i got to have this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, Michael, tell us tell us about this video. Um, what's it about? Where did you make it? Where can you see it? What's, you know, tell, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, uh, well, it's, uh, you know, it's, if we're talking about Lullaby for Our Daughters, uh, you know, it's a beautiful song that was written by Mike Garson, of course, David Bowie's piano man mm-hmm. of all those years. And uh, Nina Freelon wrote some beautiful lyrics for it. And, of course, it's got uh, Gary Novak on drums, who's incredible, and Edward Livingston on bass, and then Mike Miller, uh, guitar master, is playing guitar, and... Uh, boy, am I leaving anyone out? Uh, Billy, St- uh, the great Billy Steinway. Um, and uh, anyway, it was just a beautiful song that we were going to release uh, for International Women's Day. We, I actually recorded the vocal over, I think, about two years ago. Uh, but mm. it's kind of getting recognized in Europe and the UK as kind of a song for peace. So I'm really proud of that. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah, and it's, mm. uh, you know, so. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things been cooking lately, and uh, I'm really happy about it. But uh, it's just one of the many songs I'm going to be releasing. Here I'm getting to release a, a bunch of more songs here in the next month with the help of quite great PR and radio in the UK. And uh, and I just keep I just keep turning the stuff out, and uh, and I, I'm happy to say that my audience is growing and. Uh, and uh, you know, and uh, I'm getting some kind words written about me, and uh, I just couldn't be more pleased. Interesting. Oh, well deserved, That's... though, Michael. I mean, it really is well deserved. And um, oh, it is. You're welcome, but it's true. I mean, you, you're such a talent, and your voice is so easy to listen to and to yeah. good with. And yeah. you know, it's just it's got that vibe about it. It's got that that essence, that that magic that just makes you just want to go. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some Michael Tinholm on, I'm going to open a bottle of wine, have some friends over, yeah, let's listen to this, and, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, seriously, and um, you're probably thinking, well, you're a radio co-host, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're paid to say this stuff, no, 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 seriously, <laughs> we appreciate your Can I tell you something, show. Amanda? Yes, Alan, of course. I've been, I've been a binge-watching Ted Lasso, do you know the show? I do know the show, though I haven't watched it. Uh, it's it's about a soccer team in London, 
Okay. Oh, and okay. when I'm talking to you, it just reminds me of the show. <laughs> and <laughs> I was going to ask you, where are you from in, in, in the UK? I mean, Oh, well, I come from a place, uh, a town called Cheltenham, which is in Gloucestershire. Um, uh, I've heard about this show before mentioned by somebody who's come on, on the Andy and Amanda show, actually. I'm trying to think who it was who mentioned about it to me. Maybe, no, it wasn't you. I didn't think you mentioned it last time. Um, but I've, I've heard that there's a link um, somewhere in in my my accent or the way I, I speak um, to this show, it's been mentioned to me before. I'm just gonna bug me where I've heard it. Yeah, you got okay. it. You got to check it. You would love it. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> what's, what's the show called again? Remind me. Ted Lasso. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I can. I remember. It's not Netflix, right? You said. I'm sorry. Is it on Netflix, did you say, darling? Uh, I think it's on Apple TV. Oh, Apple TV, okay. Okay, I'll check that out. I'm actually writing it down. <laughs> so I don't forget. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I'm into all that kind of stuff. Um, and speaking of guitars, Andy, I, yeah. I'm looking at a brand new Fender Stratocaster. And I, I I already bought it from the mod shop two days ago. <laughs> you and did, so, you did. Yeah. Whoa. It's absolutely. I don't know if you know this, but Fender now is putting they they created this new thing called the mod shop, and you can mm. custom make your own guitar. That's you so know, cool. So, so and I just ordered up a new Stratocaster and uh, uh, but with two, dual humbuckers. So you got me thinking about guitars. So. I mean, yeah, Fender. Fender was not at Nam either. Fender was not there this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So How Gibson and Fender both. Uh, music Man was there. Yep. The amplifiers, they were there. I think. Yeah, I think they were there. I saw them. Yeah, yeah. They were there. Oh, wow. But um, Fender and uh, Gibson and Guild, uh, all absent. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But I, I got. It's, a, it's amazing. So I got to hang around with Chris Martin for qu- for quite a while, and the president, the new president of Martin, and the production manager there. He was going on at Martin Guitars. Martin makes a, you know outstanding guitars. We've had them in the family oh, for I quite know, some I own time. One. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. It. Martin, think about Martin. Martin Guitars. They have a, a very distinctive sound. You know, if you, you know a Martin guitar, and, and they were extremely popular. Back in the late '60s, early '70s, along with uh, with even the uh, the Gibson J45 acoustic guitars, you know, Gibson guitars, Guild guitars back then. Guild went out back in. They're they're doing it again. I'm actually made here in California. Um, but um, yeah, Martin Martin guitar. I like Martin guitars, but but I'm not a Martin guitar guy. You know, I play them, I demo them at the Philly Folk Festival. I know the guys real well. I'm from Philly. They're in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, and I know them all real well. Um, been offered Martin guitars yep. to get one. We have a couple in the family, um, but it's just not what I, who I am as a musician. The sound that they, the great sound that they that they reproduce is just not what I do. It's just not for me. And uh, you know, all, all guitars have different personalities, and you know, I love, I love sitting down and playing them, and love doing the doing what they do, but. Um, you know, I have my my go-to guitar is is Collings, which is a small luthier Coiling. in Austin, Texas. Oh. Collings, yeah. So I'm a Collings guy, and I have an artist relationship with them. Uh, just as the past couple of years, uh, actually, and even I've been playing Collings guitars since the late '90s. 
Um, but Collins is just, you know, onto a world of their own. They've got me, you know, when I first got mine, I wasn't a, that was just kind of just out of the gate. And uh, even back then, it was quite expensive. And since they've more than doubled in price, um, but they're they're phenomenal guitars. And same, same with Santa Cruz guitars, you know, up north there, they make it. And they weren't there either. Collins and Santa Cruz were not at the NAMP show. My God, what's going on? But anyway, um, I, I, I like, yeah, Martin, you know, you know something. I, I was going to say, I was a Martin guy. I love their, I own a triple O 18, you know, the same model that I think, uh, you know, I think Eric Clapton, George Harrison played. Or yeah. Like yeah. You know, we have a, or actually my mom, she still has it. Um, she bought in 1951, a double 017, all mahogany for $75 at which she paid off at $5 a month. And I, I learned how to play guitar on that, uh, when I was about seven years old and, uh, and she still has it. <laughs> no, it's probably worth a lot of money. Yeah, you know, actually, you know, I was talking to them about that, and it actually did not appreciate very much. I mean, it's worth, you know, less than a thousand bucks. And and the Martin, and I was kind of, that kind of surprised me. You know, it was 1951 original 0017. Um I banged it up just a little bit when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it, they came out with some other guitars and vintage models since then and it devalued the original ones for some I don't quite get that but you know even at this last NAMM show I was talking to them about it they said yeah for whatever they can't they just got their heads they're like yeah the, some of those older guitars didn't really appreciate like they thought they, they would have other guitars did you know the original um, you know D35 uh, D28 yeah, D18 I love the D18 Mahogany Spruce guitar great guitar love it yeah. but yeah. um Interestingly enough, Taylor Guitars um, uh, went uh, in 2018 or 19. They came out with a new line of guitars called the Grand Pacific. And um, what they were doing is, you know, sitting around and uh, listening to some of the old folk recordings of the early 70s and you know, the old Gibson and the Martin guitars, which were prevalent and prominent guitars at the time. They still are. Um, and birds. The what? What's that? The Gibson humming. The yeah, Gibson the humming was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so what they do is say, you know, we want to create a guitar that sounds like the recorded Gibsons and record the big body Gibsons and the, and the Martin Dreadnoughts, you know, that came out in the early seventies. We want to design a guitar that sounds like that. They have their V class bracing inside, uh, as opposed to the scalloped uh, X bracing that Martin uses to this day and most guitar manufacturers yeah. do. They have this V style yep. bracing and different types of right. So and and I and I've played the, the guitar I like is the uh, Mahogany Spruce uh five seventeen builders edition, which is part of that Grand Pacific line. That's the one I can't put down. I'll pick that guitar up and play for hours. Um and but here's what I'm thinking. If Okay, I'm a consumer. Let's just say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guitar just out in the street. I'm a emerging, you know, singer-songwriter. I want to go out and buy a really cool guitar. And I hear that Taylor's built, got this Grand Pacific great dreadnought line, unlike Taylor guitars. It doesn't sound like a typical Taylor guitar. Designed to sound like the recorded Gibsons, Guild, Martins of the early 70s. Wouldn't I just go ahead and buy a Guild or a Gibson or a Martin guitar as opposed to buying one that's made to sound like them? I don't know. I'm just saying. I love them. They're cheaper though, right? <laughs> They're a little bit more less expensive, I think, aren't they? Yeah, the 517 is retails uh, for $3,100. And I don't know what it, I don't know what 
the D18 Martin is these days. I don't know. It's not the same. I, I don't really know. Oh, it's 20, know. I'm looking at it right now. 2600 bucks. The D18? Oh. Yeah, 2600 bucks for a D18, brand new. Wow, so that's an incredible guitar. And, and the yeah, and the uh, the and the Taylor 517 is $3,100. Unless somebody gives somebody a break or whatever, but it's, it's I think I think it seems as low as 2400. But um wow, I don't know. You hold, you hold the D18 versus the 517. I don't know. I guess it's personal. Of course, like any instruments, you know what you like, but um Wow, I, I thought I thought the D eighteen would be much more expensive than that. I may have to pick one up in that case. I may have to get one. <laughs> <laughs> or, but they, they, you could also pick up a D forty five for ten thousand five hundred. <laughs> Is that all? Ten thousand dollars. Wow. They had at the Nam show, and I've got some pictures of this. I forget if I put it on our website or not. I don't remember. If not, I will. The two million five hundred thousandth guitar. That, te- that Martin never made, and um, you know, the Martins came over from Germany, and their first uh, the first uh, shop was in New York City, Lower Manhattan, and they have actual diamonds on this beautiful bl- dark blue background on the f- top face of the guitar. And the, uh, and the diamonds, the the, uh, the jewels uh, are placed on the face of the guitar to emulate the exact sky that the Martins would have seen if they looked up in the sky a hundred and whatever, 85, whatever it was years ago. The same, you know, wow. it's, a, it's an amazingly gorgeous guitar and they're building one other. This is, this is guitar number 2,500,000 and they're building one other guitar like it to sell or auction off or something. I don't really know, but, um, it, it's in a, it was in a case. I got I got to hold it for a second. I was like, oh my god! It's, it was in a case at Nam, and uh, I guess it's going to be in the Martin wow. Museum out there in Nazareth. I don't oh, really know, but boy, is that wow. gorgeous! I'll put wait, it up wait. on our on our website. Did did this uh, light emanate from it? You know, like a golden white light. And did you hear like angels and everything in the background? All that stuff. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, just <laughs> that gorgeous guitar, gorgeous yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Michael, how would you characterize for for those, um, and I'd like to direct listeners to your website to read more about, you know, who you are as a, as a, as a performer and artist and your recordings and your music and videos at um, Michael Tinholm, M-I-C-H-E-L-T-I-N-H-O-L-M-E.com. Folks, go to the website. Do it. Just go to that website. After the show, oh. don't do it now. Wait, wait till the show's over. <laughs> no, but go to the website. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it right now. Don't don't you know, don't don't change that dial. No, but um, go to the <laughs> go to the website. Uh, and uh, and this guy is truly a, a terrific, uh, great artist who is um, you know deserves all, all the best and and uh, you know we good good we're, we're you know good friend of the shows and we're big fans here and uh and love his, his music and everything he's doing and uh and terrific and the musicians we talked about this last time you were on the show you're the musicians that you surround yourself with are a testament to who you also are and as as a person and as an artist as a singer songwriter um great great performers man these these folks that accompany your records and performances are incredible you know actually that's uh I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, you know. Um, you know, Tom Fowler and Dennis Moody actually introduced all those fellows to me. And, 
And I remember my first recording session at Castle Oaks Recording Studio. I think it's been over 10 years now. And um, that, those, all those guys, Gary Novak, Mike Miller, Tom Fowler, you know, Billy Steinway, you know, Kim Hansen, and Dennis Moody, they really brought me along. I, I, you know, I didn't bring anyone along. I, I wouldn't even have uh, the career that I have now or the promise of the career that I have now or the music that I've made. Uh, had it not been for them just coming back over and over and record uh, stuff with me, I think we've recorded now 55 songs together, and uh, which I'm releasing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. and of course, you know, having Mike Garson, you know, along uh, playing on some of these songs, you know, who's such a piano icon, of course, with David Bowie all those years. And, and now we've recorded over, I think it's like 14 or 15 songs together now. And um, I'm going to be releasing a couple more that feature Mike, another David Bowie song later this year. But uh, you know, in terms of the musicians, I you know, I, I'm truly blessed that uh, that those guys just kept coming back and wanted to make more music with me. And had it not been for them, uh, you know, I don't know where my my music career would be. You know. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. Well, it's certainly you a, know, so a compliment it, to you to have yeah. Yeah, they're just uh, they do they do they do what they do well, and you know it's uh, they can put a bunch of talented guys together and behind it behind a very accomplished uh, talented singer songwriter uh, uh, magic happens, you know, and uh, and that magic heals. You know, magic is great listening and it creates great you know a great um, natural you know feeling. You have a very natural, easygoing presentation, and it's uh, it's fabulous music. Yeah. Really it's amazing, though, isn't it? I mean, you think about the sheer power of music just by itself, right? You hear an instrument playing, and you know you can be hypnotized by it. You hear somebody singing, you can be hypnotized by it. You put them together, and it's just like, wow, this is fantastic. And then when you get multiple people with the same kind of magic all get together, and collectively you feel that energy in each other's presence when you start playing together, you know, creating something that is extremely powerful together, there is nothing like it. It is such a a beautiful experience. It really is, but uh, you know, it, I I always felt from the first moment on I was really over my head because all oh. these guys are so you know all widely known on their own. I mean, they're all stars in their own right. So you know, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, uh, to be in the studio with these guys. And I know you know this, Andy. You kind of. You gotta have to rise to the occasion, or at least try to. I don't think I really tried to in the first sessions. Uh, I was kind of really overwhelmed and you know felt out of my depth. But you know, uh, in the intervening years, I really try to rise to the occasion and try to complement what they do. You know. Yeah, but that's that's perfectly natural, isn't it? I think there's an element of ourselves that can just hold us back a little, with you know, fear, nervousness, and all that kind of thing. And you feel slightly intimidated by, you know, the fact that these people are, are more established, um, and we build this this thing up in our mind that, you know, we're we're not as good or not as capable. Just you know, those split thoughts. Even if you don't truly believe it, you know, but it only takes that one thought to kind of hinder us a little, and um, it, it does hold us back a little. And I think, you know, you do an amazing job. Um, regardless of how established these people may be, Michael, you know. Um, and well, you've been doing things for years with music, so you are just as established in your own right. Um, you know, well, I had a friend tell me, 
Yes. I had a friend tell me a while back, and I think he was really right. Uh, he said, first you have to provide for the possibility that can something, that something can happen. Yes. And then you have to work on that possibility. And then possibility, if you work on it hard enough, becomes probability to some extent. Yes. And, uh, so I just try to keep my head down and just keep working and writing and producing and, yeah. and hopefully people appreciate it, you know. It's, um, it solidifies like the, the power of manifestation, as they say, you know. Act as if it's already happening and then, you know, the opportunities um, or the doors start opening. That energy comes in for you to start creating those opportunities and... Um, yeah, it's, it's happened with a lot of people. You know, some of the, the artists and, and songwriters and people like that have amazed me is, and you probably think, well, I'm not surprised, is the Beatles and the way they wrote their songs and, you know, the power of their beliefs and the way they kind of channeled themselves with um, with the music and, you know, how I think it was uh, Paul McCartney or either John Lennon, I could be wrong in which one it is but needless to say either one of them would wake up from having a dream of a song and start writing it down and then you know that song then became a a huge hit so it just I think when you start and I sound like some uh, bloody medium now so forgive me (laughs) spiritually (laughs) when you start kind of like channeling your own vibe with the music your own belief in your music and in yourself and then just the sheer passion of it creating for yourself you know, something magical happens, and then you know, it, it, it's it's um, a tricky one for me to explain. I mean, I've had an experience in the past, and not everybody has the same experiences. But you know, there was yeah. a moment where I got into that place that that what well, seemed like a magical space. I have not been able to do it since, and I can't explain mm. what happened. It just felt like everything aligned within me, and the moment I felt it and started to think, okay, yeah, you know this this could really happen. There was like something happening in me. I started creating something and boom. Next thing I know, everybody's like, this is incredible. This is incredible. How did you do it? And it's like, I don't know. I just seem to get into a zone and I can't explain how I got there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so it's weird. It's a weird one, but it always takes me back to what the Beatles used to, to say and talk about with their experiences. And I was just like, wow, that's, you know, fascinating. And you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something Always. funny? Go for it. <laughs> I, I, I was I was a total Beatle freak. You were? Uh, okay. When I was a kid. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, uh, so much so that I stood in line for John Lennon's release of Shaved Fish. Wow, yeah. It wasn't exactly his best record, but I used to play, when I was 12, I used to play at this club called The Four Muses down in San Clemente, across from the Western White House, where Richard Nixon was. And I actually performed John Lennon's Working Class Hero and Hmm. uh, Mother when I was 12 years old. No! Yes, I was a big John Lennon fan, and I loved John Lennon. And uh, really, I, I, I remember the day that he got shot. Oh, I was working in... I was working uh, in a restaurant as a dishwasher, um, and and it was pouring rain, and I thought, wow, that's appropriate. You know, it's it's pouring rain, and this this wonderful uh, artist had passed away, and 
Uh, I remember being so affected by it, you know. And yeah. uh, and then years later, I got to see strawberry fields and all that, and you know, in Central Park. But anyway, I thought. Hey, folks, they're going to cut us off here because we came in uh, external to the normal show, uh, uh, whatever it is. Um, So we got to go. And, um, (laughs) you know, again, um, before before they make us go, we'll just suddenly get cut off here. Um, But anyway, I want to encourage folks. Our guest has been Michael Tinholm. And go to the website, michaeltinholm.com. Please do that, folks. Check out his music. Check out his videos. Uh, his performance dates all there. Uh, great guy, great performer. And we want to thank you, Michael, for coming and joining us again, and we'll do it again for sure. Well, thank you guys for having me, and I do, totally dig what you guys do. And oh, I can't wait to thank next you. Week. And I promise you, next time, I will actually serenade the both of you. How about that? Oh, that would yeah, be we like beautiful. It. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, I just a little up. hook to get just to get back on the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, we've had that. We've had people. <laughs> yeah, we've had performers pick up the guitars, plug in, and not even plug in and play. Play it comes out nice. It works. It really does work. It comes out nicely. So yeah, don't. You know, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Absolutely. Oh, the last, you bet. last time you asked me about Sinatra, you know, goes. I think it was the uh, Cornell said you sounded like Sinatra. So I. I think I'll do a little Sinatra for you next time. Ooh. How about that? Beautiful. <laughs> yes, please do. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> Thank oh, you, guys. Wow. Great so conversation. Thank you, darling. And Thanks for hanging great out with success us. in everything you do, okay? No. Same, my darling. Same. And we'll, yes. we'll arrange to yes. get back on. Oh. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go to let's go to dinner next week. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, definitely, no doubt about it, man. We'll, I look forward to that. We'll we'll stay in touch, all right? And we've we've been trying to do that for the last couple of weeks, and uh, let's get it done. I look forward to it. It'd be great to meet you in person. All right, you take care. All right, take care. All right, Amanda. you too. Thank you. Bye bye now. Bye. Take bye-bye. care now. Oh, love him. Hey, Amanda, have you been? Oh, he's a great guy. I got a question for you. Have you been? Have you been? Have you been? While we're still on here, I just want to bring this up because I wanted to get this in our show. And sure. I might even edit out part of the beginning of it because it was kind of messed up on the internet. But have you been following yeah. the January sixth hearings at all? Uh, no, my darling. What's going on? No, I haven't. You well, you wouldn't believe what's going on. And um, I said on the show uh, 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 website here for the show that uh, we were going to play. A uh, clip, you know, it kind of highlights as one would, I want to say, as one would um, um, expect to hear it on the, on the on the Andy and Amanda show. You know what I mean? Oh, like, um, oh, okay. You know what I mean? A little bit of a I record. I, I I did the best I could, and just trying to put together, you know, because you know each each hearing is is a couple of of hours or you know whatever, and um, yes, you know, so um, okay. I think you know. I figured I would. Uh, I've got a couple of them here uh, that I like to play, um, and the question is, the question <laughs> is, uh, let me see here. The question is, all right, here we go. Uh, here's some highlights, the folks. If you haven't paying attention to the congressional hearings, which are just unbelievable, if Trump gets away with this this time. I'm moving to. I'm moving with Amanda in the UK. This is just unbelievable uh-huh. because any, anybody else will be in jail. We'd be bringing them cookies on Sunday. But take a, take a listen. <laughs> uh, okay. Some highlights from the congressional hearings um, that we put together here on the Andy and Men Show. 
No, I'm telling you, if Pence came, we're going to drag motherfuckers through the streets. Then President Donald Trump riling up his supporters on January 6, 2021. And directing their anger towards Vice President Mike Pence. Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a, a sad day for our country. Trump personally putting the pressure on Pence in a tense phone call that morning. He called him a wimp. With a different tone than I'd heard him take um, with the vice president before. Do you remember what she said? That there are two different types of orgasms, a vaginal and a clitoral one, and that the woman who needs clitoral stimulation is an immature woman. It has become evident to me. All as Trump had been told repeatedly that Pence had no authority to simply reject state's electoral college votes. As he presided over the congressional certification of the 2020 election. Was it your impression that the vice president had directly conveyed his position on these issues to the president, not just to the world through a dear colleague letter, but directly to President Trump? It has become evident to me. The committee focusing today on the role of Trump attorney John Eastman, who pushed the theory that the vice president could overturn Joe Biden's victory. All we are demanding of Vice President Pence is this afternoon at 1 o'clock, he let the legislatures of the state look into this so we get to the bottom of it. Privately, White House officials were alarmed and pushed back on Eastman. Yeah, they thought he was crazy. I said, are you out of your effing mind? What? Are you you out of your mind? Even Fox News personality Sean Hannity (laughs) sending these text messages to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, saying on January 5th, I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. But as he was paddling the theory, Eastman knew it was bogus, writing in October 2020 that nowhere does it suggest that the President of the Senate gets to make the determination on his own. Pence's formal counsel recalling tense deliberations in the White House including this demand from Eastman on January 5th. That I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. As long as there was such a base, I felt strongly that it was necessary to see the constitutional process through to its conclusion. That to do otherwise would be unfaithful to the spirit of that deliberately difficult process and a dangerously destabilizing precedent for the future. What most surprised me about that meeting was that when Mr. Eastman came in, um, he said, I'm here to request that you reject the electors. He came in and um, expressly requested that. And as Trump and Pence were privately sparring about the vice president's role, Trump issued a statement. I am the president. The president of the United States. Saying he and the vice president were in total agreement that Pence had the power to act. We were shocked and disappointed uh, because whoever had written and put that statement out, it was categorically untrue. The message came from Trump. He dictated... uh, he dictated most of it. Had Trump succeeded, former Judge Michael Ludig offering this stark warning. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. I 
constitutional crisis since the founding of the Republic. Now we're also learning that John Eastman asked to be included in a potential list of pardons in the aftermath of January 6th. Now he did not cooperate with the committee. In fact, he, when he was brought before them, he actually pleaded the fifth many times when they asked a number of questions. Dr. Eastman did not receive his presidential pardon. So let's see what Dr. Eastman did as a result when he was deposed by this committee. I said, good, John. Now I'm going to give you the best free legal advice you're ever getting in your life. Get a great FN criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. By assert my Fifth Amendment right. By assert my Fifth Amendment right. By assert my Fifth Amendment Dr. Eastman pled the Fifth a hundred times. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Dr. Ruth's commentary in there. I forget where oh, it was, yeah. but we've got to play that again. We'll talk more about January 6th hearings uh, next week, um, and maybe we'll play them both. i got another one, which is more straightforward. But anyway, the, uh, we'll, hit, we'll hit this again uh, next week, I think, and, um, oh, in the meantime. <laughs> is, is Monterey a big town? Is it a, is it a big city you live in? Is it, what's it like? Is it a lot of low-level buildings, or is it built up? It's quite a big uh, area. For sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's only certain parts of the, the city that I've gone into. I've literally gone, I guess, you know, locals will say, oh, you've only been on the outskirts, really. Um, mm-hmm. But literally right into the center of, of Monterey, I don't think I've actually been um, because there's just so much here. And, of mm-hmm. course, my, my, my journey is spent getting around on a bus. And um, I'm actually working while I'm here. I was you know, everybody's surprised. I'm not actually here on holiday, so um, I don't right. get the opportunity to tour as much as I'd like to. But you know, mm-hmm. I've still appreciated mm-hmm. a lot of things here. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a big place, a big place, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so somebody on Blog Talk Radio must be enjoying the show because we're we're still here. They haven't cut us off yet. Anyway, but we should oh, go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're 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 live. We're live. Anyway, uh, it's been a good week. It's been a fun week. We always enjoy, you know, these shows are. Uh, I think we've done six. I have to go look. I think, I think in published broadcasts. Let me see. If I can just look that up real quick. Okay. In published broadcasts, I believe. Uh, where's that number? Come on. Um. Damn. Where is it? I think in public, I think we're six hundred and uh, six hundred. Here it is, six hundred forty-seven published shows. Woo! Yeah. Lord, wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm stuck. Isn't there something? Yeah. Six hundred forty, and that's and if given each show is between an hour and two hours, most an hour, hour and a half, mostly there's some that exceed that, of course, but um, so that's also equivalent to saying. 647 hours and add a half hour, six, seven, that's almost a thousand hours 
that you and I have been speaking on uh, on the radio here together. Wow, that is mm-hmm. incredible. Is it something? I'm, yeah, I'm really taken back by that. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that thing. And we're still married. No, no. You know no. how many married couples don't don't get don't you know I mean that's a lot of time talking to each yeah. other. How many married couples don't get to spend Especially. that kind of time together? Especially long yeah. distance. Okay, come on. And 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 you know and and most married couples have met each other. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody help. <laughs> My gosh. How well oh, we yes. We are a great example to many. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, honestly, don't oh my! Don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh unbelievable! Why? Well, but all is good really there, good. where you were in Mexico, and he's going well. Yeah, yeah like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful that the the water situation is resolved. Like taking a shower now is just incredible. The the, the sheer power <laughs> of the water pressure and everything mm. back to normal, and the fact that it's not cut off now for hours on end is just. Wow, I like I missed it. Absolutely missed it. Um other than that, yeah, mm. it's it's fantastic. Um Good. So yeah, yeah, I, I can't complain. Mr. Gimble can't complain. Good. If I do nobody listens. <laughs> Always glad to hear it. And and Cornell is gonna join us today. He he was he was feeling low under the weather, so Cornell uh, uh Butler who's our producer and yeah. he's joining us recently. He uh he's uh uh, the weather day, so he couldn't join us, and wish him all the best, of course. Um, hey, you know what? Um, you're, you're going to head back to the UK in July. See, yes. And, and what's also, I want to give everybody a heads up. We I think 28 countries or something like that we're in now, somewhere around there. We had some new countries uh, as we talked about uh, joining us as a couple of shows ago. But anyway, uh, started back in July, because right now I think it's two or three o'clock in the morning in the UK. I remember when we first started uh, the show together. Um, you, we were doing yeah. five days a week, and you were on three o'clock in the morning every every morning. You know. That's um, right. It's about three so, fourteen at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think what's going to happen, we'll talk about how we're going to do this or when, or what time it's going to be. But uh, you know, oh, I don't want to do this to you and get you up at three o'clock in the morning uh, again. Oh, I forgot um, about that. Wow. Yeah. 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 My goodness. Um, okay. So we'll work out something where where it works more efficiently for you. Oh, uh, once you're back in July, so we'll we'll be announcing a uh, new time schedule for the Andy Amanda Show uh, right around mid July. I think we're going to take uh, uh, first or second. I forget what Cornell said, but we're going to be taking a little bit of, of time off in early July. Well deserved, well deserved. You know, hey. <laughs> and and also, I have a list. Uh, thanks to the a radio promotion uh, person that came by way of Cornell. Of course, that's his job. But anyway, um, which he does so well. Um, of a bunch of stations that would be targets for us to uh, present our show on across the United States, various oh, AM wow. as well as UFM stations. Yeah, that's so incredible. We'll getting, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be taking a little bit of time off the show and spending some time in in getting the show uh, to the next level, whether it be on satellite radio or broadcast radio, and hopefully uh, beginning uh, making some announcements uh, regarding that the way. Accordingly, uh, in the not too distant future, I will be talking about it for a while, and hopefully, we'll, you know, um, you know, come to fruition, and we'll um, actually get some real advertisers and get, you know, get this thing on. We have some great guests coming on. Um, oh yeah. From uh, from people who do uh, counseling and promote wellness and well-being, to pe- uh, folks like Peter Asher, 
to this great Aerosmith band I was talking to you about, uh, and some others. Maybe Chris Martin, the president of Martin Guitars, is coming on the show. Um, it's, we have some, yeah, great. And, and uh, uh, I'm not going to make this uh, public yet because we're not saying it's going to happen, but Kevin was talking about even getting Ringo on the show. So, um, you know, wow. it, it, we're, we're going to be, yeah, yeah. And we might even get the, maybe we can get, um, maybe we'll get Rupert Putnam on. I'll give him a call. That would uh, be Rupert fantastic. Yeah, and he's a, he's a good friend of Kevin's. And Rupert, for those of you who don't know, produced Jimmy Buffett, Joan Baez, Dan Fulberg, Berg, Boo and Shipley, uh, Pusset Dart Band, Donovan, John Hyatt, J.J. Kale, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and the what, New what? Riders of the Purple Sage. The yeah, Flying I'll give him a call. Burrito Brothers. Yeah. I heard that yeah. right. <laughs> okay. N- not, not the Fajita Brothers. Not the Fajita, <laughs> the Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he lives. He's down in Mississippi now. That's where he lives. And uh, um, yeah, so it would be really cool, you know. Um, I think he's uh, currently working on a design for a uh, um, a recording studio at Delta State University. I looked. I saw that somewhere. That's going to be uh, modeled um, like the Abbey Road studio in London, where we oh. did some string session uh, productions. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'll give cool. him a call. I'll have Kevin give him a call. I'll Kevin could call on our behalf. Yeah. 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 But he'll come on yeah. the show. And we'll have, Kev- we'll have Kevin on too. So anyway, um, this is a great – so as I was saying, anyway, July, we're going to be changing the time again uh, so it works better for you in the U.K. Thanks. And uh, yeah. and we'll go ahead and try to bring some more spark into our, our UK audience, which is still there, but it's come down about five percent since you left, maybe a little more than that. Um, oh, I thought we were the other way. Popular. No, I think I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you're coming back. Oh, hang, hang up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. But but we'll we'll spark that UK listenership again. It's still there. We still have a, a good number of people over there, and, and and welcome aboard and hi over there. Um, but. Um, uh, we'll change the time, and also we're going to be um, in that we're going to take a break, uh, and we'll be playing some pre-recorded shows and some music shows in the place of our live show, and then coming back live again at a new time in July. So that's just over a month away, and we'll look forward to the next adventure here on the Andy Amanda Show. I want to thank everybody for listening to us. It's been a great show. Special thanks to Michael Pinholm for uh, for joining us again today, and all the best Absolutely. to him. Absolutely. Again, if you haven't yet, if you haven't checked his uh, music out, folks, uh, Michael Pinholm, T I N H O L M E dot com, and check his music out and his videos. He's very very talented. He's a great guy, and uh, and well deserved all the success he's getting. So um, we'll be hearing some more from Michael, and yes. uh, wishing everybody a great weekend. And Amanda, why don't you get us out of here, and we'll. Uh, We'll figure out some um, some exit music while you're doing it. What should we do, Space Odyssey? What should we do? Uh, we play, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Surprise uh, me. I'll <laughs> surprise you. Uh, okay. Maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, let me I see. actually maybe, like uh, women much more than I like men. Okay, that was mm, that uh, was an interesting surprise, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, something a bit uh, more uh, positive yeah. than than him. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, folks. Yes, that's what hey, I'm talking yes. about. Here we go. Yeah. 
All right. I guess we can't get us out of here. Amanda, have a great weekend. Yes. We'll see you Monday. Take Thank us home. You, you too. Bye-bye. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she tried to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah. To, uh, it's yeah, great to have yeah. you with us, uh, former president. Thank you so much for joining our show no, no. again. What do you think of our commentary uh, on the news so far? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he can't wait to join us again. We're gonna, we're gonna re- meet. Uh, we'll play that next week. We're gonna go out and reach, uh, have an interview again with Richard Nixon to have his take on the, uh, con- you know, the congressional hearings regarding January 6th, as opposed to the Watergate uh, scandal that he was involved in when he had to leave office. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. We'll, we'll also cover the uh, more in-depth coverage of the, or I'll take in our insight, only on the Andy Amanda Show, uh, regarding the congressional hearings. Again, if Donald Trump doesn't get indicted this time, I quit. All right. Sorry. I keep going on here. <laughs> no, um, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'll actually do it right this time. <laughs> uh-oh. We're in trouble, we're in trouble now. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah. uh-oh. Okay, Mm-mm. so, Mm-mm. on behalf yep. of my amazing co-host, Andy Kimball, how, how did I know you were going to do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a home dog? Are you? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no, no. um, where was I? Oh, yeah, uh, on behalf of myself, <laughs> you know who I am yes. and where I am. <laughs> and thank you so much to our special guest, Michael Tinholm for joining us once again on the show. It was great hanging out with that dude. He's such a lovely guy and his music is incredible. And he's going to join us again at another point and we'll let you know in the future. Um, but, you know, take care of yourself. Thank you for listening and tuning in supporting us. We love and adore you. Have a great weekend and we'll speak to you again on Monday. Yes, we will. We look forward to that. And did we tell everybody that, uh, that our show is gaining listenership by like the hundreds per week? I don't know if we said uh, that. Or not. I didn't. No, but I. I uh, yeah, what he said. <laughs> is, isn't that is is that cool? Is that, that is cool? Amazing. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. We have. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty darn uh, pretty incredible. We're, we're we're I just wanted to get that. Out. I forgot to mention it that we're our listenership is growing. Even though we've missed some episodes, our listenership has been. Uh, you know, it's been growing. Wow. So that's impressive. Yeah, I just, Wow. It is. I just wanted to get that uh, get that in to let people know that uh, not to change that dial and to keep joining us Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 p.m. Email the show at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. Okay, I think we got it all in now. Uh, yeah. And follow us on Instagram. What's the Instagram? How does one do that? Um, they go to Instagram and they put the uh, little app symbol or they just type in the name Andy and Amanda Show and we will pop up mm-hmm. and just hit the follow and yeah, good to go. Check us out. Yeah, yeah please, cool please do. Our, and Cornell told me our social media is is increasing. Our, our listeners on the show is increasing. It's incredible. We substantial evidence. Oh, Thank you. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right, folks. We're really out of here now. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amanda. You have a great weekend. And um, you, much love. You we'll see you on Monday. Take care. Absolutely. Have a good one. Bye, everyone.